Hello, friends. Guess what? It's not Sunday night. It's Saturday night. And we're coming to you early. We're coming to you a day early and a day late. But we're we're right on time. I hope you have had a good weekend so far. I hope you had a great week. I hope this Easter season you and your family will remember to keep Christ first. We know that Easter is a lot of things, but we also know, need to know that the reason we celebrate Easter as Christians is because Christ died for us. Tonight, I'm going to our Bible study. I've done it before and it's titled A Message That I've Done Before, but I'm doing it a little bit differently tonight because when I was going over it in my study time, this past week I was like, I need, I need to bring this out. So I'm going to do, the title of our message tonight is Take Up Your Cross and Follow Him. But before we get into the Word of God, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this night. Lord, we thank you that Lord, you, even though we run late and things get hectic and schedules change, Lord, you never change. But Lord, we're thankful that you were right on time and you defeated death, hell, and the grave. And Lord, we, as your children, love and thank you for it, because it is the ultimate price that anybody can pay to die on that cross that you did. Lord, may this Bible study be a light to someone and Lord may your word go out and may you be glorified and shine through and Lord I pray that someone is led to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ through this message tonight and all of our Bible studies but Lord Especially this resurrection remembrance. This holy week that we call it. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our shortcomings. Lord, help us to know that you love us and you knew The day you died on the cross, you knew my name and you knew what I was going to go through and you knew my sins, but you died for me anyway. And Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we ask that you go with us now into this Bible study. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke 9, 
Then said, then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me, ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will also, will the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his fathers and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are, no, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Let me stop right here for just a second. This passage in Luke 9, 23 through 27 tells us we have to take up our cross daily. And we have to follow Christ daily. He didn't just say follow Christ a little while. Follow Christ on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday. He said daily. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What Christ is saying there is If we give Christ our life, we gain eternity. We can go through this whole life with all the worldly desires and strive and build and save and And still be empty. But we can give Christ our life. And yes, it'll still be hard. You'll still have rough days. It's not easy. But he said, for my sake, If you lose your life for my sake, which right there is talking about himself. Jesus is talking about himself. He said, you will save it. And he says in verse 25, for what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost. And in verse 26 and 27, it talks about if 
We're ashamed of Jesus. And his word. If we're scared to be identified as a Christian. And if we don't stand for him as a Christian. Then, and we're ashamed to be a Christian, then the day will come where he's ashamed of us. And I, I don't want that for me or my family or anyone that I know. So it is our goal to be that light for Christ that Christ would have us to be. And then Luke twenty three twenty six through forty nine. It talks about taking up that how one man actually took up that cross, and I've often wondered what Simon of Cyrene felt carrying. Jesus' cross. It was a great responsibility. And I often wonder when Simon of Serenia was given the cross to carry for Jesus as he carried it as far as he could. What Simon felt. Let us read. Now as they laid him away, they laid a hold a certain man, Simon of Serenia, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. So he was going ahead of Jesus. He was going after Jesus. Jesus was going ahead of him. Jesus has carried it as far as he could up to Golgotha. And then when he couldn't carry it anymore because of the weight of the world and the weight of sin on his shoulders. He had already been beaten with a cat of nine tails. He'd already been his clothes had been stripped. It was not pretty at all. He had a crown of thorns on his head because the soldiers had been mocking him. And then it said in verse 27, And a great multitude of people followed him, and the women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Even in his death, he was ministering. Even in his anguish, he was ministering for for indeed the days are coming in which they will say blessed are the barren wombs that never bore and the beast which never nursed then they will begin to say hey to the mountains fall on us and the hills cover us for if they, for if they do these things in the green wood, what 
will be done in the dry. There, there were also two other criminals. There, there were also two others criminals led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and one on the and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they divided his garment and cast lots. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blaspheming saying, if you are the son of, if, excuse me, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. I love verse 40. But the other, but the other, the other criminal is what this verse is saying. But the other answering rebuking him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we've received the the due reward of our deeds but this man but this man has done nothing wrong then he said to Jesus Lord remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, verse 43, Assuredly I said to you today, you will be in my, with, you will be with me in my, in par you will be with me in paradise. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth. The sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn into. And when Jesus cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said, having said this, he breathed his last. 
So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And the whole crowd came together to the to that site seeing what had ha what had been done beat their breasts and returned. But all his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watch at a distance watching these things. I'm going to stop there for just a second. Even on the cross, right before he breathes his last, Jesus is ministering and says to the other criminal who said, who defended, and Jesus to the one who said, if you are the Christ, save us, save us all. And the other criminal on his other side said, look, he's done nothing wrong. And he asked Jesus, he said, well, remember me in your kingdom. And even breathing his last breath, right before he, he says, Father, uh, into my hands I commit my, I commit my spirit. He says, today you'll be with me in paradise. So right up to the last minute, to his last breath, He's doing what he's been called to do. He's taken up his cross. He's bared all of our sins of the world and still doing what God has called him to do, which is seek and save that which, which is lost. He'll leave the 99 and go after that one. That's what he was doing on the cross. After being ridiculed by everyone. Soldiers. Pharisees. Sadducees. Even in the garden, he asked the Father, Father, if it be not will, let this cup pass from me. And it was under such such anguish he was crying blood. But he said even in the garden but if it be thy will thy will be done. And he went on. He was crucified. But even in his crucifixion, and his, like I said before, at his very, before his very last breath, he brought another one into the kingdom. What are we doing today for the kingdom of God and for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Are we, I hope and I pray that I'm, I'm doing 
what God's called me to do till the very, my very last breath. And then to my legacy that I want to leave, the number one thing I want to leave is that my children know that Jesus Christ is Lord and He is their Lord and Savior. And that they know how to lead others to Christ as well. That is the legacy I want to leave for my children. Because if, if, if that's the only legacy I want to leave them, then I know they'll be okay. I challenge you this Holy Week in this Easter season let us leave the legacy for our children to be their personal relationship with Jesus Christ is a relationship. It's daily. As I read before in Luke chapter 9, it says we have to take up our cross daily. And it's a daily relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through prayer, through reading of His Word. And you will never go wrong. Yes, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. I've sinned. I've fallen short. But he knew over 2,000 years ago all my sins and he still hung on that cross for me. You know, sometimes when I read this, I close my eyes. And I wonder what it was like for the disciples looking out at the cross. I also wonder what it was like for the thief on the cross. That defended Jesus. But even that should tell us that Christ doesn't look at what we've done in our past. Christ looks at our heart. He knew he was a thief and he said today you'll be with me in paradise. Christ could have called 10,000 angels down. To take him down off that cross. But he didn't. Let's continue. I've only got a few more verses. Luke 23, 50-56. And this is talking about the grave and the burial. Now behold, there was a man named Joseph 
a council member, a good and just man. He had not consented to their decision. Indeed, he was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who himself was also awaiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate for the body of Jesus. Then they took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a tomb that was hewn out of the rock, where no one had ever lain before. That day was the preparation and the Sabbath drew near. And the women who had come to and the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrances and fragrant spices prepared spices and fragrant oils and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Now Luke 24, 1 through 12. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid, and bowed their faces to the earth. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again and they remembered his words then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to be like idle tales 
and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloth lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. See, even in their grief, they forgot what the Lord had, had, had showed them and told them. He told them he was gonna, he was gonna die and raise again on the third day. And they forgot in their grief. But then they remembered when the angel told them, don't you remember his words? And when he quoted what Jesus had told them, that he had to die and to be delivered into the hands of a sinful man and to be crucified and then to rise again on the third day. They remembered and they ran and told the other ones and they didn't believe but Peter, the one who denied him and who later was restored and who later Jesus said I, upon this rock I will build my church he ran to the tomb he didn't say he walked he didn't say he 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 walked fast he ran to the tomb and he and he stooped down and, and saw the linen cloth lying beside themselves. They weren't just disheveled. They were perfectly placed. And he marveled at what he and what had happened. My friends, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is alive today. He was crucified. A horrible, horrible way to die for our sins. He was buried. But on the third day, he defeated death, hell, Satan, and the grave and rose again. For you and for me. So that we may have freedom to choose freely. To be able to freely have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's not going to force himself on you. But it, the Lord wants you to know he loved you enough to be beaten, criticized, called crazy he was mocked he was persecuted 
he was spit on and he didn't do anything. But a couple of days before this took place, a couple of weeks ago, we had Palm Sunday. And they were praying, Palm Sunday was when they were praising the Lord, singing, Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest. And then, in his triumphant entry, into Jerusalem, a lot of people thought it was going to be on a horse, but he it he rode on a donkey for a reason because he didn't want to, he he wasn't a conqueror he he wasn't going to force his will on anyone. It was it a forceful. He wants you to freely come to him. See today, Romans eight eleven says, "But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead." dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Romans 8 11 is talking about the Holy Spirit. See, God the Father sent his Son, Jesus Christ, And Jesus, when he ascended to heaven, he sent the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And they're three in one, one in three. It's the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lives in you and I. And we have the same power that rose Jesus from the grave if we believe in his word. And if we have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the power that gets me through my day. That is the power that when I go through difficult situations, I rely on. That is the power that I wish I can help the world understand that that is the power that changes lives, changes hearts, changes minds. See, if, if, if God the Father did not love us and did not want this, he could have said, okay, son, come on home. I'm giving up on the world. Or dad, I, I, I'm coming home. I'm just going back to heaven. 
Baby. He took up his cross because he loved you and he loved me. And he didn't do it. without pain, without anguish, but he did it for God the Father because God the Father asked him to, or he knew he needed to. That is why I ask you to mind. Will you take up your cross for Christ? I'm going to end with this. And I've ended this with this scripture several times in previous years. I know your works that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Revelations 3, 15 and 16. What the world needs right now is on fire Christians. We're, we're, we're <laughs> the world likes to distract and divide. But Jesus loves to unite. When it, when later on after after this passage in Acts I love reading Luke and Acts but later on and I've preached on this before they were all in the upper room wondering what they were going to do. And Jesus had instructed them to go in the upper room and wait and pray. And they did. And they were all up there. And it says they were up there in, with unity and in one accord. He didn't say this person was doing this, this person was doing that. Uh, no. They were in the upper room waiting and in one accord. And that's when the Holy Spirit fell. I truly believe there is going to be a revival soon. One like we've not seen before. There have been many. But I truly believe it. I've said it for years, but each year passes, and I feel it stronger and stronger. But there's going to come a day where there will be one more great revival.
I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong and Jesus comes on back to get his church, we'll just have a big revival in heaven. That'll be fine with me too. But I, I, I'm still holding out hope for one great revival. And I tell you, it's, it's happening around the country in churches you wouldn't expect. It's happening in, in other countries that you wouldn't expect. And we just gotta keep praying and keep reading the word and having that daily relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because one day, friends, he will say to the Lord Jesus, it's time. blink of an eye we will be raptured and what a glorious day that will be but until then I'm going to keep serving my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ love you have a great Easter and remember Well, remember the true meaning of Easter is the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the victory over death, hell, Satan, and the grave. We love you. We hope you have a happy Easter. We hope you have a blessed Easter. And I hope you have a great night.